Right, good evening, Chavra. Here we go. Today's Daf is Daf Chav, page 20 in the Heilige Meseches Babakama. We are on Daf Chav, and we're going to pick up with Amar Ilfa. Ilfa says, this is five lines from the top of Daf Chav, Amar Aleph. All right? Here we go. Fascinating sugya, and what the sugya is discussing, mamish, just on time. What the sugya is discussing is when something enters a category of Shane or Karen, and there's, there's other things that get damaged along with this. So does it enter the same category, or is it considered something else? For example, a donkey sticks its mouth into a basket full of bread. The bread is, would be shame, it's normal, but the basket not. Right? So, so how do you view it? So he said, if it gets the basket while it's going for the bread, the whole thing would be called shame. If it's a separate entity, first it eats the ba- bread, then the basket, then the basket would be carrot. As a, however, the Gemara on the top of today's daf brought an incident with a goat that had a, went for a turnip on top of a barrel, and it said that even the barrel you're going to pay like shame, because that's the normal way. For uh, you, you have to expect that if there's a turnip on top, your animal's going to go and uh, and break the barrel if necessary. Okay. Five lines on top of daf chaf. Amar Elfa says, "Behima versus Ram. You have an animal in a public domain who pashta tzavar sticks out its neck. Bachla miagabe chaberta." And it eats from on top of her friend's back. So here's like this. You have two cows going down opposite directions on Route 70. So you have Route 70, is a dirt road. And everybody's renting their cows from Hertz Rent-A-Cow. And you have a cow going east and a cow going west. And the cow that's heading west, as it's passing by... The cow going east leans over and plucks an apple from on top of the other cow. Yeah? Schnar's a fruit. Chayeves. The owner's obligated. My time, why? Even though it's a public domain, and usually Shane and Regal is not obligated in a public domain, still, you didn't take from a public domain because the fruit is considered a private domain on the back of the animal. So my animal is considered to be standing in a public domain, sticking its mouth into a private domain, the back of the other cow. And male, I'm going to have to pay. Let's say we have a proof to the following. The person has a basket, behind, uh, a basket behind his back. The animal stretches and, uh, you know, snores uh, from the guy's backpack. So you're going to be obligated. So you see... That it's not called a private domain. Says Maybe over there we're dealing where it jumps, and that's why you're obligated because it's not Shane and regal. It's unusual. You can say the same thing over here. In other words, we're saying the animal that leans over and eats from his friend's back has to pay. We're assuming you have to pay because the back of the other animal is a private domain. Because not necessarily so. Maybe the reason why you have to pay is because the animal did something unusual to get to the food, and if the animal did something unusual to get to the food, now it's a damage of Karen, not a damage of Shane. See, damage of Karen has to pay even in public properties. Only Shane and Regal is not obligated in a public property. Shane and Regal is part of public property. Karen, Karen is Chayev in, uh, in a public property, even though it's going to be half. So tomorrow, maybe that's why you're going to be uh, obligated. If Hechit Mar Doravas, where Rav say a statement, I the following number of Aisha, Rav says, if it eats in the normal fashion, so that's called shane and regal and your putter. If it stands in one spot, then you're going to be obligated. Why, why is standing in one spot less normal 
than walking. Amarova Bikafetza, as we're doing, where she jumped to get the food, and that's not normal. But you're right, standing in one space still would be called normal. Okay, period, end of that Gemara. Just to give, this is a very simple Gemara. Again, what the Gemara is pointing out is as follows. Shane and Regal is not obligated in the public domain. What the Gemara is pointing out is, there's times where, even if you're in the public domain, you can have a private domain. For example, if I'm carrying a basket on my head and I'm standing in a public domain and an animal reaches over and eats from my basket, that's considered a private domain because it's on top of my head. And the animal, even though it's standing in a public domain, would still be obligated. Okay, very good. Another shayla. Ba'i Revzera asked a question searching for information. We are now about 12, 13 lines from the top of Davchav. Misgalgel Mahu. What happens if it rolls? R-O-L-L-S. What happens if it rolls? Now, what are you going to ask? What rolls? Tutsi rolls. What happened? Says the Gemara. Echidami. What's rolling? Kegain. The kaima omir I'll tell you. You have, let's say, a bundle of wheat in a private domain. Become as galgal, and the, the, the wheat is rolling and it's going from a private domain into a public domain. Okay? So what happened is like this. Are animals obligated for eating in a public domain? No. Shane. Eating what? Anything. Anything that's normal for it to eat in a public domain. You mean it off the ground? Yeah. Something's growing or whatever. Correct. Anything. Whatever. Yeah. A damage of Shane in a public domain, you're not obligated. What happens though if the animal, my animals, knows halacha? <coughs> my animal knows halacha. Smart animal, yeah? You know, the, the donkey of Rav Pinchas ben Yoyer, right? Wouldn't uh, eat food that wasn't tithed, right? The, or, uh, the, um, or the animals didn't work on Shabbos, yeah? So my animal knows halacha. So my animal really wants straw. So he goes into my friend's field. He's not going to eat it in the friend's field because that's the Rosh Hashayochit. Then he knows I'm going to be mad at him. So my, don- my, my donkey goes, my whatever, any animal goes, and it kicks the straw into a public domain and then eats it. That's the case of rolling. My animal rolled it from the private domain into a public domain. Now that it's in a public domain, it's normal for him to eat it. Kishmak, he knows I'm not going to be upset because he hasn't obligated me. Nice donkey. Yeah, nice animal. He's nice to me. So, my, what is the halach? That's, that's Rav Zerah Shaila. Private domain, Chayav, public domain, Potter. My animal rolled it from private to public. Now what? Toshma, come and listen. Let's try to answer from here. Titani Ravchia, Ravchia taught us. Masai makes us bifnim, it's awesome. If you have a Masai, you have a package. Half of it is in a private property, half is a public property, half is that which ate inside your chayab, or we dealing with the moving case. So it means like this, says Gemara. What's Allah if an animal moves it? Says Gemara, I'll tell you. Guess what? There's another case. The same way you can ask a shayla when my animal moves from private to public, you can go with another case. What happens if the straw itself, the bundle, is half in the private, half in the public? So then what's the halacha? So we said, well, whichever, however much was in the public domain, you don't have to pay. Whoever much was in the private domain, you do have to pay. Good. 
Now the assumption is where maybe that was also dealing with rolling, and the halacha is that you just pay wherever it is. If it's in a public domain, you're takapot. Says the Gemara, Whatever you ate inside your chayav, in other words, we're not exactly sure what the case is to know where it was initially, to know where it's ending up. And therefore, bottom line is, doesn't make uh, you can't bring a proof. Can't bring a proof because we don't know exactly what the, what the circumstances are. Or you could say, We're dealing with a psila of aspasa. Now, a psila, a, a psila of aspasa is just, it's a very long plant, we'll call it. Okay? So he's eating at the top of a, of a very long plant, and therefore, the case could be like this. You have an animal that's standing inside a Rishos HaYachid, and she's leaning over into a, uh, into a public domain. So depending on where she's standing, if she's standing in the public domain and eats all of it, you're not going to be obligated on anything. But if she's standing in the private domain, then she's going to be obligated on whichever part was dragged into the private domain. Because now it's in a private domain, so you're, you're, you're chayv. I'll give you an example. Go ahead. No, but it's it's a reverse. Like, like the Union Electric has been cutting down all the trees in between the all the wires. Yeah, the, the wires are put up in between the houses. Nachon, yeah. So the wires have been disrupted, and electricity. They've had outages. The trees have been disrupted because, because the trees have hit the wires. Nachon, yeah, and. So by my house, they they did all that, but there's one pine tree that has a very long branch. Branch. Okay. And it, the trees in my back door neighbor's house, but the branch. Very good. All the way back. I mean, it's it's it must be ten feet long. Well. So I asked while the guy was there, and yeah. he said, well, you're here, right? Why don't you just permit it? Uh-uh. Can't do it. Because it, the tree belongs... Go, it follows the trunk. The tree belongs... I got you, Shukup. Yeah, yeah. The, same, the same it gets in the way of the shulsukah specifically. It's also the roots are causing the the retaining wall to to come over. So you know, it's a shaila whether you're allowed to chop down somebody else's tree when it's going over your your property. Mamish. Yep. Very good. So the shaila over here is: do you you do you follow the place of the animals standing or the place of the animals taking the food taking the food from? Okay. Here we go. Vaiter gishmak to dots back to the mishnah. Och, look, so, so if an animal eats a garment, what's halacha? Yeah. Normal? Say you pay half damage. Okay. But the Mishnah said, interestingly, in a public domain, you're putter. Now this has to be understood. Why this is called... What, a garment? Yeah. Yeah, you're putter in a public domain. So you have to understand what, what the circumstances are. Says the Gemara, Ahai, what are we referring to? Amarava Kulu. It's referring to all the cases, whether it ate fruits, whether it ate garments. The halacha is, in a public domain, you're never going to be obligated. My time, why? Whenever, this is foundational, whenever there's something strange and somebody else 
comes and does something strange because something strange happened, the second, the, the, the one who acted strange because you were strange is not responsible. Okay, so what this means is like this. Does a jacket belong in middle of a public domain? No. My animal came and ate the jacket. Do I have to pay? No. Because you did something not normal by leaving your jacket in the public domain. And if you did something not normal and now my animal does something not normal, guess what? Now it's all normal and I don't need to pay. That's why we can take the jacket that hang in the shul for months. Okay, months. after 30 there you go. But Lamaisa, you should know, you saw it in life. Ready? People want to know very, uh, if there's a, who's the psychologist, what's his name? Victor Frankl. Right? Victor Frankl. His, his line is, there's no normal reaction to an abnormal circumstance. Very often, very often, we go through something, and we're like, am I, am I normal? Why is it that when my mother, when we lost my mother, I'm telling jokes during Shiva, my sister can't talk, another sister's crying the whole time, another's that, and everybody thinks the other one's not normal. It's like, how can you tell jokes? We're sitting Shiva, yeah? And I'm like, why are you crying the whole time? Yeah? Like, how can you cry for 30 days? And somebody else is like, how can you guys even talk? Like, how can you even have a conversation? Hey, who should even talk? There's no abnormal reaction. There's no normal reaction to an abnormal situation. Which, by the way, I heard a beautiful vart, beautiful vart, on by the Kriyas Yamsuf, which was the most traumatic event of Yitzias Mitzrayim. The Rebbeinu Shalom divided Klal Yisrael. It's fascinating. Throughout the Midbar and Yitzias Mitzrayim, we all left together. It came to the Yamsuf. What does the Torah teach us? What does the Midrash say? There was divisions. Twelve. Why? What's the vart? Because each shevet with their personality and with their kayach had to experience it with nobody looking. I experienced Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim in my way. It's a beautiful idea. It's a beautiful idea. Some people are going to experience a, a Kriyas Yamsuf with, a, with one approach, with a, with, a, with a different approach. There's no normal reaction to an abnormal situation. This is an abnormal matzif. The Gemara's mom is saying this. The Gemara says, if an abnormal thing comes into your life, you can't expect normalcy. Don't be hard on yourself. Don't be hard on others about it. It's an abnormal situation. And if you do something abnormal in Rosh Rabbim, and somebody else's animal comes along and starts chewing on it, you can't start screaming at the animal. It was put into an abnormal situation. There's no normal reaction. The middle of the whole thing's called normal. <laughs> and we're, we're back to everybody being puttered. You're back to everybody being off the hook because there's no abnormal after abnormal. Okay. True. Okay. Ushmol Amar Shmuel says, Lai Shonu Elopers Virakis. Long time your putters on the fruits and vegetables. But in public domain, you're going to be obligated because the Maisa, that's called Karen, and he disagrees. He says, You would be obligated. Rishlakish says, We're going on all the cases. You've got to be putter even on chewing the garments. Rishlakish is consistent with his own reasoning. You have two cows in a public domain. One's crouching and one's walking. And guess what happens? You're not going to believe it, like my kids. The one walking by decides it's in the mood to kick the one that's crouching. Why? Kacha. Petura. Allah is your putter because because well, what's your animal doing crouching there? Yeah, the, your animal. It's, it's abnormal. Ravutza b'malachas. But if the if the crouching one kicks the one that's walking, so then the crouching one 
did something abnormal to the one that was that had normal that was doing a normal thing, then Chayev you're going to be obligated. Okay, so that's Reish Lakish's uh, consistent uh, reasoning. Now, in classic form, his beloved Chavrusa and brother-in-law Rabbi Yechinon comes along and he says, absolutely not. Says Rabbi Yechinon, the only time your putter for your animal damaging the public domain is on fruits and veggies. But if your animal chews on garments, even though they didn't belong there, you are going to be obligated Okay, the Misa, practically, you just look at it, damaged in a way of Karen. Karen does pay in a public property. By the case of the two cows, one crouching and one walking. Really, in that case, they would both agree because Ksus, Avdi Inchi, Demanche, Glime, U Petafche, Avo Lav Orche. See, he says. The, re- the reason why they argue by garments is because Reish Lakish says garments in a public domain is not normal. And therefore, if the animal does something not normal, you're going to be potter. Rabbi Yechina says, no, 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 let me tell you something. In a public domain, garments are normal. It is normal. People take off their jackets. Jackets fall down. People could remove an article of clothing. It's not so strange. And therefore, it still remains in the category of fruits and vegetables. It would remain chain. And chain is not obligated in a public domain. Okay, but by animals to just sit and crouch in the middle of a public domain when everybody else is running by, that is unusual. Okay, beautiful. Next part of the mission. We said, mishalemes. All right, so remember, this needed clarification. If my animal eats in a public domain, do I need to pay for the damage? No, shame. But I need to pay for my benefit. So we asked, what is that? So one of the examples we gave is that now I don't, I don't need to pay for lunch. I don't need to pay for normal feed for my animals. Now the Gemara is going to get into the kishkas of this halacha. Here we go. Vikama, what's considered benefiting Rav Amar Demei Amir, the value of straw, Rav Amar Demei Sairim Bezol, cheap barley. Okay. Either straw or cheap barley. Fine. Says the Gemara, Tanik Basi the Rav, Tanik Basi the Rav. Both Rabba and Rabba are coming from a source. Tanik Basi the Rabba, we have a bride supporting Rabba who says you pay like straw. Rebbe Shemir Choyamer, Amish Lamazel, the Mayamar Bobad, you only pay the value of straw. Tanik Basi the Rabba, Menas Rizmasha, Nenas Ketzad, Ochla Kav, Ikabaye, Menoimim Tishalin. We don't pay the full value of the measurement of Kav. Now, a Kav of regular wheat is more valuable than barley. Enoim Sham Demeim, Ella. You look at how much a person would spend on lunch or on his fur's animal. Anything that's fit for her, even though it's not, uh, uh, even though that's not the usual lunch. But by the way, says the Gemara, you should know. According to this brisa, let's say my animal eats. Ready for this? It's beautiful. My animal eats wheat, and it's terrible for my animal. My animal eats squash. And it's terrible for my animal. Do I need to pay the damage? No, because it's shame. Do I need to pay any benefit? No, because I didn't benefit at all. My animal got sick from your food. I never would have fed my animal anything with this. And therefore, says Gemara, the fees, the fees, the svara, gishmak, you're going to be completely putter. Very good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> he says, ah, 
you weren't with us beorta this evening betchuma inside the tchum. What does it mean? You weren't with us inside the tchum. He says you got to, you missed out on our Shabbos einig. Yeah, you were in a different tchum. You couldn't come visit us at the Shom Zacher. Yeah, it's too bad you live too far away. Little uh, you know, move to our block type of thing. Because boy, did we talk in Torah some good stuff. It's too bad you live, uh, too bad you live far away. You know those people? Like where do you live? St. Louis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If only you'd live in Lakewood. Yeah? If only you live in Lakewood. Okay. Boy, do we have good Torah. All right. So Omar, he says, My Mili Malyasa. Yes, fine. Very nice. You have good Torah. No, so teach me what's so great that... You know, <clears throat> what's some great terror that I missed out on because I live somewhere else? Amr <clears throat> says to him, If somebody, what we call a squatter, right? You live in somebody else's property without permission. You have to pay rent. Interesting, child. Does I go onto your property and live there? Do I need to pay? What's the case? If we're done with a property that wasn't up for rent, and I don't usually pay rent, Allah is, you didn't lose anything, I didn't get, I didn't, uh, I wouldn't have paid anything for it, and Allah is, I don't have to pay. Okay? Classic case. Classic case. It's raining outside, I've got a tree in my front lawn. You go and stand under my tree. I say, Get out of there. Like, no, I'm staying here. It's raining. I don't want to go out. I want to stay dry. You're there for three hours. Like, you pay me rent. Pay me rent. So if you say, listen, I never pay rent for being under a tree, and you never charge people rent to live under your tree, so you can say, I get in bug, I have wonderful day, I don't have to pay. Maybe the case is like this. We're dealing with a situation where there's somebody squatting. It's a property that's for rent. And it's somebody who pays rent. Okay? So let's say I charge people to stay under my tree. It's a big sign. And people pay. Zenin of Of course you're going to have to pay. There's no shayla. Does a squatter have to pay if he's on a property without permission? Yeah. Hotel rooms are for rent. You pay for hotel rooms. What are you doing with the hotel room? Pay. So where's the shayla? Like Tricha, the shayla is. Bechotzer, like Hamel Agra. It's a property that's not for rent. But it's somebody who should be paying rent. Who does pay rent? My, what's the Allah? Can the guy living there say to the owner, you, I didn't cause you a loss. It wasn't for rent anyway. Or can the owner of the property say, he could say to the squatter, top of Amadez, bottom line is, you benefited. I know it wasn't for rent. But you should be paying rent somewhere. And that somewhere is my house. So Amr Chama said, um, you know, you want to make me feel bad that I live in a different town and I didn't hear this Gavaldika question because I didn't need to hear it because I know how to learn Mishnayis and the answer to your incredible question could be found in a Mishnah. Hey, Masnison. She says, really? Which Mishnah? Amr Work for me, and then I'll teach you a Mishnah. Yeah? That was the condition. You got to work for me. He says, you want to know the answer? Do something nice for me. There's a lot of Torah on this, by the way. 
nobody has a claim on Rami Barachava for trying to do this to Rav Chista. Rami Barachava was trying to reestablish a line of respect for what he was about to share. Okay, he wanted to create an air of respect. If you if you cared, if you really want the answer, I want I want you to invest in it. I want you to invest in it. So he says, okay, fine. So he folded up a handkerchief for him. Quick job. He says, okay, so now tell me. The minister says, if you benefit, you always pay for your benefit. Bottom line is, you were going you, you to be paying rent somewhere else. So you got to pay me. That's the answer. Whenever you get benefit, you pay for the benefit. Huh? Even in no, 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 no. He was saying that your question of does somebody who usually pays rent have to pay somebody whose property wasn't even for rent? The answer is yes, because there's an explicit mission that says whenever you benefit, you pay. Whenever benefit, you pay, unless you didn't cause any loss to the other person. Okay. Well, but as long as you're you're in a situation of payment. So, so if the, well, so if the guy that's not renting the property. You shouldn't have to pay, except that you're a person who should pay. And therefore, Imnenis... You have the means to pay. Right. For example, this case is where my animal goes into a public domain. I usually feed my animal lunch. Since I usually feed my animal lunch, and now I'm not going to, Mishlemes Mashanenis. From the fact that you have to pay on the benefit is a proof that somebody who pays rent should have to pay for squatting on somebody's courtyard, even when it wasn't for rent. Okay, you pay for if you usually buy your animal lunch, what you're obligated to do, you have to pay lunch here as well. Is there the uh, the price or the mission of the though does not necessarily it doesn't stipulate that it's a person who normally would pay rent. It's just saying if you benefit, then you have to pay. So this mission we're quoting is our mission by the animals. Oh, okay. And this our mission by the animals says that if my animal damage somebody else's tomatoes I don't need to pay for the tomatoes in the public domain but I need to pay for my yeah. saving money on lunch yeah. why? because I normally this goes to the point, I normally buy lunch so when you normally pay for something and now you're not gonna you still have to pay so too by the courtyard, by the, by the squatter, you usually pay the guy's not for rent doesn't matter you usually pay, you benefited same way you usually pay for lunch, you got to pay for benefit. You pay for the house, you got to pay for, uh, you got to pay for the benefit. Now, li- listen to this for a moment. I want to. Michael brought up an important akuda. The fact that we're learning it out from the Mishnah also tells me, like this: How much does the squatter need to pay? Whatever you pay Only whatever. what he benefited. Or not necessarily, not necessarily the going rate of that property, uh, right? If we're going to use our Mishnah as a source, same way I don't need to pay the going rate of tomatoes. I wouldn't need to pay the going rate for this type of house. I would have to pay the going rate for what I would pay elsewhere. Okay? But that's important. Double click that, uh, that you paused us on. So let's keep going. Omar Rabba, Kamalai Khalib, Margish Gavra, Damari Saya, Dafa Gavlai Dami, Lemisli Kabala Minei, Haizanenem is a Chosser, Haizanenem is a Chosser. He says, he says uh, let me tell you something, that um, the, the whole proof is not even a proof. He's lucky that he got away with it, <laughs> and and Rav Chista didn't didn't uh, challenge him from trying to prove from our Mishnah because The case of our Mishnah is where I'm benefiting because my animal ate tomatoes, and you lost. 
When my animal ate your tomatoes, did you take a loss? Yeah. Right. Maybe that's when I have to pay for the benefit. But the case of the squatter, is there a loss? No. No. You were on vacation in Florida. There's no loss. There's no, no cleaning. The guy pushed it, did nothing. The guy stayed in one, uh, three square feet of the house, didn't turn on the air conditioning, didn't touch a light, laid down for a week. It didn't cost you a penny. So there's no loss. So who says I pay for benefit? That's what, that's what uh, Rava says. So beautiful, right? Again, our Mishnah said, let's prove, our, our Gemara said, let's prove from our Mishnah, which says that the owner of the animal has to pay on benefit. The same thing is hold true by a squatter. Says Rava, that's not a good, the two cases aren't, aren't similar. Because by a squatter, the owners of the home lose nothing. Nothing. Assuming he did it. The moment you do a, a spick of anything, we, we'll, you'll see. We're going to learn later. We throw the whole book at you. The moment you cause any sort of loss, we're gonna throw, you're going to have to pay a lot of things. But let's say there's zero expense. The guy pushed it, stayed, and did nothing. So then you can't compare it to our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah, the guy, the animal ate tomatoes. When it caused the damage, you pay for benefit. Who says by a squatter, which isn't necessarily causing any sort of payment, who says you need to pay? It's a good question. The Rami Bar Chama says, what's Rami Bar Chama going to respond to this? It's a good point. He says, He says, no, regular fruits in the public domain is considered to be, uh, is considered to be hefker. And therefore, the owner hasn't caused um, any sort of uh, any sort of loss. Is that what he did though? Did he abandon his... Ask, ask. No. And if you're saying he didn't, then what? Say, say. Okay. Well, the Gemara here is saying that the reason why in the public domain, says Rami Barhama, the Stam Paris in the public domain is Hefker, and therefore that's why you don't pay. For the damage. And you only pay for the benefit. What's the obvious question? Just huh? Yeah. Why do you, I mean, you're asking him, why should he pay? At all? And who? There's no loss. It's Hefker. It's Hefker. Yeah, so who, who are you paying who the you benefit? Pay? What is the, I don't understand what the case is. I, I mean, like, My animal goes and eats tomatoes in a public domain. Then we always assume that it belonged to someone, which is why there was a hefker. Ah, so why comes along Rami Bar Chama. Rami Bar Chama says, no, it didn't belong to anyone. It says, Stam peres b'shus harabim efkure mafkir. The owner, if you leave your fruits and veggies in a public domain, they just on the it, yeah, it's hefker. It fell out, it's hefker. Talk to me, talk to me. What, what doesn't make any sense here? Well, I mean, Tyson, Tyson goes... Well, he first place, there'd be nothing to talk about. Beautiful. If it's Hefker, it's not talk about. But clearly, it wasn't Hefker because... It's not Hefker because we're talking about it. Tyson says, what? Okay. Okay. Answers Tyson. Tyson says like this. Ready for this? It says Tyson, when Rami Barchama says... That Stam Peres B'Shusarabim is Hefker, it doesn't mean in a way of being ownerless. Hefker here means, see, there's different layers to Hefker. 
Hefker here means that the owner doesn't make it ownerless, but the owner really knows the moment that his stuff is in a public domain, things happen. Things happen. Things happen. He's not making it ownerless, but he understands these tomatoes are probably ketchup. That's what he chops. Okay, that's what he means by Afkuri Mafkir Lu. So he's not really making an Afkir, he's it's just Beautiful. Beautiful. And therefore, the amount you're still gonna have to pay. But the amount that you pay is not on the full tomato value, it's just gonna be on benefit. Okay? Tanan we learned in a Mishnah Hamakiv Khaver Mishalishruchais. Incredible case. Somebody surrounds his friend's field on three sides. So you own a field, let's just, you own U City. Okay? I buy Clayton, Olivet, and what's. Overland? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Overland. Like another town right here, right? Overland. Overland. Those are three Overland. towns surrounding us on three sides. And what's the town to the east? St. Louis. St. Louis City. The city. Okay. I'm not buying the city. So, you, you own U City. I got Clayton, Olivet, and, and Overland. Okay? So, I have the three surrounding. And again, these are not towns. These Normandy. are fields. Normandy. Normandy. Okay. I, you, you, own a, you own a farm, and I buy farms surrounding you on three sides. Okay? Now, listen to this case. The Godar Esar Ishaina, I go and I build a fence, Vesashnia Vesashlishis. I buy a fence between my property and your property on the north, south, and west side. Wherever I own land, I put up a fence between my farm and your farm. So now your farm is surrounded by a fence on three sides. So you got a free fence protecting your field that I put up though. Now you got a free fence. Okay? But there's a fourth side that's not closed yet. Now listen to this. Can I come to you and say, oh, by the way, you know what? This three-sided fence between our properties, I, I, split, I want to do a split ski. I want you to pay me. Says the Gemara, uh-uh, nothing talking about. That was my choice. I can't force you to, to chip in. I decided to put up a fence. Haravius Mechaivin, I say. But if I put in a fourth fence, even without asking you, I put up a fourth fence, now I could go take you to Besden and demand payment. How much? We'll see. How much? We'll see. We'll see how much you're benefiting from this. Okay? Because, well, the logic between three and four is that by three, I'm not really protecting you. There's always an open side. Over here, there's a, an I objectively did something to benefit your field. Even though you didn't ask. Even though I didn't ask. Even though I didn't ask. The guy on the outside put up the fence on four sides. Right. He could charge the. He could take the inner guy now to Besden and ask him to pay. But why? Why are we assuming that the inner guy is benefiting? Oh, because his field's protected from wild animals. Plus, the outer guy too is. Well, no, the outer. Well, you're right. Okay. Yeah, okay. but I, I completely uh, I surrounded your, your farm with a wall and I gave you protection. Okay, so what do you see from here? Shema mina, 
You see from here that in the case where one person's benefiting, even though the guy's not losing, see, is the outer guy losing? No, he's putting up his fence anyway. He was doing this for himself. He's not taking a loss. But you see, even so, Chayof, we're going to obligate the inner guy to pay. Okay? He, he was, the, the outer guy was putting it up for his own safety or privacy. Says the Gemara, Shani Hasam That no, over there, the reason why the, um, when you put up four sided fence, you can obligate him is because he could say to the guy who's inside, You're part of the cause of my expense. Okay? You're part of the cause of my expense. Now, logically, now you can't. Huh? Who told you to put up a fence? Huh? Huh? I don't see how he's uh, how he's benefiting the uh, how's the out, how the outer guy's benefiting the inner guy because well, he's protected. No, yeah. How's the inner guy benefit hurting the outer guy? Yeah. I'll tell you. The outer guy is going to say like this. Listen, <coughs> I got to protect my field too. Right. And I need privacy. You're getting in the way of my privacy. Right. You being in between my fields is getting in the way. I only own fields on three sides of you, right? And he's, he's putting up a four-sided fence to help the inner guy. It's not even helping the outer guy. The outer guy doesn't even own the four-sided. Remember, I don't own St. Louis City. You know what? The guy I don't own that field. Three sides. He's not allowed to put up that four side. Why not? He doesn't own the field on the outside or the inside. He's putting up well, he owns field. the field on the inside. Yeah, he's what do you mean? He's surrounded. No, no, no. Who's putting no, up the, the outside guy? Yeah. Putting yeah. Up the, the outside, the outside guy. He doesn't own the, the part where he's putting no, up he the fence. Right. Okay. He, doesn't, he, doesn't, he has no right to put so up. You're the saying field. where'd he get the field from? Yeah, he has no right. Very good. Very good. Right. It's a good question. Lahalacha, we're allowing him to do so in order to obligate the inner guy. No. And, and the inner guy's on the inner guy's field. You guy, can't take St. Louis City's field. The guy in the inner says, who told you to put up a fence at first? Day? You want to put up a fence? That's fine. I didn't tell you. Beautiful. To put up a fence. So the outer guy is going to say, I'll tell you why I needed to put up the fence. And this is what the Gemara is saying right here. Because of you. The fence needs to be there because since you own the field between my fields, I have a lack of privacy. You're going to start coming into my land. It's your fault that this thing had to go up in the first place. And therefore, once I bring you something that also helps you, you're going to have to pay. Understand the svara. Whether or not you agree with it, understand the svara of the, the logic that the outer person's coming with. He's looking at the inner guy and he says, you caused me to have to put up the inner fencing. I could have just put up fence on the outside of my field. If you wouldn't be here, I could have put up fencing on the outside. Now because you're here, I need to put up fencing on the inside. So, oh. Oh, good. Good. Wait for the sugi. Very, very. No, don't say. We're, we're nailing the kishkas of this. Right? There's things that still need to be answered. Okay. Right now, the nakuda that we're focusing on, Gavaldik, right now the nakuda we're focusing on is that the outer guy can tell the inner guy, since you're gaining, even though it was my choice to put it up, but since you're gaining, I could demand payment. Focus on that. Specific point, because that's where our Gemara wants to take this for. Since you gained from the fence being up, there's a there's a uh, a logic to say that you're going to uh, to have to pay. 
Okay. Why? Because I'm having, I have a fence around my field on the, on the outside. Right. I could have just put a fence like this, but you're in the middle now. I have to put the inside. No. Fence, and therefore, I have to no. have the fourth thing, the fourth, right. the fourth fence. Yeah, so now who's there first? That's, that's the big question. Okay. We're, so that's when we discuss this mission inside, we're gonna have, the Gemara is going to tear that apart and see who has first dibs to say it to who. But these are situations that, that are. What they call It's not literally every day Real cases These are mamish Not uncommon at all Mamish not uncommon at all And some And and, you know Who's Who's uh, I'm sure people in real estate law Have to deal with this With these cheshbainas constantly Okay Fine Says the Gemara Once we said Chinese hasams We don't have an answer We don't have an answer Because we said there's a difference Between one person being able to say You caused me the additional fence So Tashma Let's come and try to prove from here. Amr Gesi, Im Amad Nikif Fagadar Servius. Same story. But get ready for this. Instead of me, the outer guy, putting up the fourth wall, you, the inner guy, put up the fourth fence. So I paid for three sides. You're like, oh, okay. I'll put up the fourth side fence. What are you showing through that action? You like the three other fences. You like the three other fences. You're, you're, you're thrilled that I did that. Okay, so here we go. Omar <laughs> If the inside guy went and he fenced up the fourth side, he's now got to split the first three. Time of the Gadar Nikif. That's because he put it up. Let's say the outside guy is one who put it up. It seems putter. You can't obligate the inner guy. You learn from here, even though I'm benefiting. You're going to do it anyway. I don't have to pay. Now this I think we're a lot more comfortable with. Agreed? Michael, you comfortable with this? Yeah, yes. Okay? Now is the case going to be like this? No. You According to this. I'm trying to digest it. So here, so here's, what, here's what you should digest. According to this, if I go, the outer owner, and surround the inner field on four sides, on the, fourth. the inner guy does not need to pay. At all. According to this. He only needs to pay if he puts it up. Because he's showing he's happy with the privacy. But if I put up on all four, I can't look at the middle guy and tell him anything. Because he hasn't shown me that he's happy with it. Even though I know it's benefiting. Now you see from here that if one guy benefits when it doesn't cause a loss, so Potter, you see you can't obligate the other guy. He says, Gumara, no, that wouldn't be a proof either. Shiny Hasam, There's still a difference because the outer guy could say to the inner guy, that uh, I would have been enough with a, uh, I would have been happy with a cheaper fence. Okay. So, um, you know, even though it's all fenced in, but I would have put up a, a bush. A wire fence. A wire fence, a, a chain link. A chain link. A fancy. That's right. Instead of a fancy. Wooden, uh, wooden fence with poles. Fancy wooden fence. You get a Wi Fi fence, a smart fence. Yeah. Smart fence. Yeah. Okay. It says the Gemara, shiny hasam. Damalei the dizagli matira barzuza. Okay. So again, Tashma, come and listen. Habayis valiyah shoshnayim shenafel. If you have two people that own a house together, one owns the lower floor, one owns the upper floor, and the building collapsed. Amar balali labalabayis. So the owner of the second story says to the owner of the first floor, live nice, build your first floor, so I could now build my house on the second floor. 
Vayner writes it, and the first guy's like, meh, I'm moving in with the in-laws. I'm not rebuilding right now. So it's very hard to build a second story house without a first story. Okay? So what happens? The owner of the second guy, the owner of the second floor, builds by himself. He's like, listen, I need a house. You're not going to build it. I'm going to build it. The Yeshiva, and he could live in that one-story building. He could now live on the ground floor. Until the guy who used to own the first floor pays for it. And now that you pay for it, you can move in and now build the second floor. Okay? It's Yaisav who Balabais. He could obligate him to pay the expenses. But he can't uh, he can't uh, charge him rent. <coughs> the first floor the owner of the first floor, even though he's not living there, cannot the, charge the second guy rent. Cannot charge him rent, but he could charge him what? Nothing. Uh, the sec here. He says, "Yeah, you live on the second floor. No, I live on the first says, floor." Yeah. Yeah. Go on. You own the second floor. Yeah. I own the first yeah. floor. Falls down. Right. I'm like, so eh, I, I'm going. I'm going right. to Hawaii for a couple of years. Right. You build it. First floor. First floor. You live on the first floor. Right. I come I back. You say you, you want the house. Pay you, me for what the costs are. Right. I'm like, well, okay, I pay you, but let me, let me tell you something. What this means, that it's my house. Mm-hmm. So now you pay me rent for the time that you lived in my house. Hmm. You pay the owner of the first floor. The original owner of the first floor wants rent. Wants rent. Even though you built it, it was my space. Even though you were living there for two years and you built it. Yeah, but it's my space. So you should be have to pay me. So he should pay you for what? The space. Yeah. The halacha is nothing though. You can't, I can't charge you. Right? You had a right to build your house on the second floor. I was lazy. You have a right to build it and I got to pay you. And for me to come and, and demand rent from you after you built it is a no-go. Absolutely not. So the Gemara says, you see from here, you see from here, that if one person benefits, you're benefiting from my space. Did I lose? No. I, I wasn't building. I moved in with in-laws. So, Potter, you see, you're, you're, you're paying me. You could say back to me. I'm like, but it's my space. You could say back to me, listen, sweetie pie, what would you lose by me being there? Nothing. So I'm not paying you. So we have a proof. You don't pay. On the other hand, the benefit... The benefit's there. You benefited from my space, but I, I, I didn't lose anything from it. That should be a proof. Says Gemara, shiny hasam the base aliyah mishtabid. No, that there the, you have no proof that the reason why you're not paying is because uh, you you didn't lose. Maybe the reason why you're not paying is because I had a responsibility that I didn't fill to build the first floor. I had a responsibility, and since I had a responsibility, I, I, it's like it's like you have a lien on my space. And you own the second floor, I have a responsibility to build it. Since I didn't build it, maybe that's why we don't obligate you to pay. Because you have a lien on it. my space to have a first floor. So it's almost like a knas that, that uh, he doesn't get the, benefit, the, the rent because he, the be- he uh, did fulfill the Right, except, except I wouldn't call it a fine. Yeah. I, the Gemara here wants to call it a lien. You, when you purchase a, a second floor condo, 
you, on the first guy has an achrayas, a responsibility to make sure that I have a livable, maintainable space over here. And if you're not making sure of that, I have like I a lien on your property. Be, I guess you would be, if I own, a, I live in a floor and you live in a floor, and then something happens. Very good. That'll be another enough community. Beautiful. Okay, so let's keep going. Again, no proof as to what the halacha is by Zen and Zelich Chaser. Let's keep going. Tashma, come and listen. If you don't if somebody lives on somebody else's property without knowledge, without permission, okay, he's going to have to pay rent, okay. Um, you see, Zen is chayev. Interesting. What happens if the guy who lived on the second floor had no right to be there? And then the house falls down. Okay? So, um, he's going to have to pay rent to the owner of the first floor. Okay? Now, why? The owner of the first floor didn't lose anything. He just didn't want to rebuild. When I have a deed on the, you have a deed on the second floor, I have a deed on the first floor, I can't charge you rent. What happens if you were there without any permission? The and floor, the yeah, floor yeah. And the truth is, really anybody. And then the first floor guy collapses, and he doesn't want to rebuild. So the second floor guy builds the first floor guy's space, but he himself didn't really have right to the second floor in the first place. Mm-hmm. Then the first floor guy could charge him rent. That's the assumption. Now, did the first floor guy lose anything? No, because he wasn't rebuilding anyway. Says Gemara, maybe you see from here, when one person benefits and somebody didn't lose, we're going to obligate the second floor guy. You see, Zen Nenev, Zen Chaser Follow me? Shmak. We'd all agree that that's the halacha, right? Second floor guy, you had a right to be in the first place. You're building the first floor guy's space. And living there, and the second first guy shows up. He's like, pay me for my space. Yeah, it seems you're going to be obligated. <laughs> Kabaldic says, Gemara, no, I'll tell you why. And now we're going to get into the, the part of a squatter. Get ready for this. Shiny Hossam, Mishom Shacharusa Tashiyasa. Here's what happens. We're going to call this, in every house that's lived in, there's dirt. It's called the blackening of the walls. Blackening of the walls. It doesn't matter if you're careful to not touch a wall. It doesn't make a difference if you're to not scratch a floor. When a house is lived in, there's a loss of value. There's a loss of value to the house. And then the moment you cause a loss of value to a house, that mamela throws all the responsibility at you. Bottom line is you can't call this a case, a squatter, second floor, going to the first floor. You're obligated to squatter. Maybe you're obligated not because you're using the space. Maybe you're obligated because you're always obligated in the, in the blackening of the walls. And now you've made the house used. By virtue of you. By virtue of you being there. You Just by virtue it, of being there. You buy a car, and as soon as you drive it off the lot. There you go. You lost $5,000. There you go. There you go. Shalchua be Ravami. They sent the Shaila to Ravami. Omar They said, what's the Allah? What do you do? So he said, listen. Uh, did he cause him any loss? Did he cause him any damage? Yeah, in other words, he shouldn't need to pay. 
Rechia Bar Avi said, said uh, you know, we need to be nesiyashadar, we need to get comfortable with the halacha. Hadash Achul Kameid Rechia Bar Abba, Omar Kulihai Shochuli Vazli. He says, you know, why is everybody sending me this question? No, it's a complicated question. Everybody's having a tough time finding out what to do with Zanana Mazali Chaser. Ilu Ishkihi Bataima Loishalikhana. So stop asking me this question. If I find a good reason, I'll give you an answer. If, if I find a good proof, right now I, uh, I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. I'm picking through all the prices of Mishnayas and I'm having a tough time. Itmar, we learn. Trav Kahana, Amaraviu, Aleichanan, Insar, Lalis, Leishar. Im Zanana Mazali Chaser, when somebody benefits other person, doesn't damage. Rav Kahana says, you do not need to pay. Rabavo Amar Abichanan Sarachlas, you do need to pay. Amar Papa, Hod Rabavo, Labafir, Shibmar, El Bachol, Imar. He never said this explicitly, he learned it out, Michlal. We could generalize, we could imply it from a statement. The Tanan, there's a Mishnah which says, Not all Evan Aikura shall Hektish. Nobody takes a stone or a beam of Hektish. Not allowed to do that, right? Yeah, it's not yours. Don't do it. But I take a big beam. And now here's the problem I use it in my building. Says the Gemara, says the Brisa Mishnah, Hareza Mo'al. I've, trans, I've transgressed Me'ila by just picking up the beam. Just picking it up to take it. Nostah Chaber, if I give it to my friend, Humal the Chaber Lama. Huh? Hareza Lama. I'm sorry, you're right. Just by picking up the beam, if you haven't used it yet, you have not yet transgressed Me'ila. Thank you. Just by picking up the beam, you have not yet transgressed Me'ila. Even though you made a acquisition on it, not the But if I gave it to my friend, who mal I commit a meila by giving it over to another domain, the chaver lemal, and my friend who uses it is not going to be over meila because once you transgress meila, it loses its holiness. Okay, so I did it by changing domains to my friend. I'm obligated. It doesn't say here that you told your friend. True. True. So that, that should make a big difference. Yeah, or it really doesn't matter. Either way, even if my friend knew, I'm the one transgressing, I might put it into his property. As far as Me'ila is concerned, it might make a difference who's high to pay. But as far as when you're transgressing Me'ila, removing it from the domain of Hektish, it's on me that I gave it to him, whether or not I told him. Well, but, but he's saying here, let's say he just picked it up and, and put it down. No, it. he picked it up with let's the intention just, to own it. Let's say he just moved it. He didn't use it, he just moved it. Why'd you move it? Is, that, is there an avera doing no. that with the Mila? No. Only if you pick it up with intention to take it. Only with intention to take it. So even though he didn't tell the guy that this this beam... Is hectish? Is, and he got it from the... Right. Whatever. It's hectish. It's hectish. See, he transgressed. His friend did not transgress. It's on him. What if he... But if he told a friend... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. So he picked because it up. Because by him taking it and moving it and giving it to... To another friend, property. That is... Correct. He did the whole... Thing. Correct. It's on him. It's on him. He's the one responsible. He's the one who transferred it to another property. You're obligated on me what happens if I take the beam and put it inside my house? If I put it inside my house, I'm not obligated until I get a, a financial value from the beam in the house. Just because I had connected it to my house doesn't, uh, doesn't transgress me. Shmuel says when he puts it on top of the, the uh, skylight 
but he doesn't mamish connect it to the building. In other words, if you're going to connect the building, if, you, if you're going to connect the beam to the building, you transgress right away. Yeah. But if you just picked it up and you stood it up near your skylight, whatever, to make it more shady. So then you haven't transgressed until you, you got a financial amount of benefit. Um, what this means to teach me is if somebody dwells in his friend's property according to this without, without telling him without his knowledge you're obligated to pay rent okay why do you see you're obligated to pay rent what's, what's, why? what's that huh? what's the connection what, what happened over good here? I take a beam from Hektish I put it by my skylight I didn't connect it to my house let me ask you a question I'm using it for personal use. Can Hektish get this back at any time? Sure. Yeah, they know where it is. I'm not even hiding. I'm not whatever. Okay? And it's loose. So. It's loose. Is Hektish losing out by me having the beam? No. Am I getting uh, financial benefit? As soon as I do, what's the halacha? Me'ila. So you see, <coughs> when one person gets benefit, v'zelaychaser, <coughs> The other party's not losing anything. You're still chayv. That's the connection. Okay? See, from here, you're going to be obligated. We're obligating him on uh, me'ila as soon as that happens. So therefore, if I do this in my friend's yard without go, without telling him, and I gain benefit, even though he has no loss, I should have to pay. The Shosak leader, Bichnan, was, was quiet when hearing this proof. Now, we don't know why he was quiet. Either you're, you're agreeing when you're quiet or you're disagreeing. So he thought that he agreed. Vallahi, that's not true. It's not why he was quiet. But he was kind of ignoring him. He was saying that there's no proof from the laws of Meila. Because Rabbi Yechanan was of the opinion of following Rabbi. The Amar Rabbi, Rabbi says, Hektish Midas. Whenever somebody benefits from Hektish without the knowledge of the treasurer of Hektish, top of tomorrow's daf, Midas Dami. That's like benefiting with Das. Okay? And therefore he says the reason why you're obligated to pay by the beam. It's not because where you guy didn't know. By hektish, it's always called you know, because Hashem knows. Hashem's the owner. So Hashem always knows. Okay? Fine. Bottom line is, we still don't have a proof. Fine. Let's hold it here. We're going to keep going on this, and the, tomorrow's dot is going to keep, uh, this is going to go all the way until the two dots, a little more than, than uh, halfway down. Bottom line is, we don't have a, a, a specific raya, a specific proof. We'll hold it here for this evening. Have a wonderful, wonderful night, everybody.